In 2016, her daughter was shot and burned in an act of senseless violence because of her association with her boyfriend, whom she had been dating only three months. I'm your host, Darla Montgomery. In this podcast, we hear from Carla Dean about the tragic loss of her daughter, how she's dealt with it, and why she's telling her story now on 10 Talks Acadiana. 10 Talks Acadiana, the podcast powered by KLFY.com. Hello, everyone, and thanks so much for joining us for 10 Talks Acadiana. It is a News 10's podcast. We are so happy today to welcome Carla Dean. Carla is the mother of Ashley Metz, a very beautiful young woman, uh, native to Acadiana, native to Lafayette. And just, uh, Carla, before we jump into our conversation today, we want to briefly mention and remind folks of, of what happened and who Ashley is. So in 2016 is the year that Ashley was murdered. And I remember speaking to you uh, very shortly after, but Ashley and Brooklyn Hill, who was her boyfriend at the time, uh, they were both murdered. And um, the suspects have been arrested and are now awaiting the sentencing phase, I understand, of their trial. And when I say she was murdered, I want folks to understand, Carla, just how tragic this was and 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 how horrific it was because um ashley was guilt by association if you will and i do recall the news stories that we did and she was found she was burned right yes can you tell us can you share with our audience um how you got the information how it came to you and what you understood uh the um i want to say the circumstances of her death well, actually, I was watching it on the news, not aware of, you know, my normal day of watching news and just getting information. And then they started talking about two homicides that had happened earlier in the morning hours. So her and I had an appointment that day at the DMV. And because she's always late to go places, you know, I started calling her and she wasn't answering. So I just kind of started still was, you know, watching the news. And as the morning was going on, I received a call from the place where she had purchased a car, which on that morning we were going to finish do the paperwork. And when the place called me, he kind of asked about me and well, about her. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. And I said, well, no. And he said, is she fine? And I said, sure, she is. So just went on continuously calling her because she would sleep. She was a very hard sleeper. And I said, well, let me go ride over there. Let me go and wake her up. So when I pulled up, her car was not there. It's like, okay. Well, then the owner of the car lot called me back again. And he said, you sure your daughter's okay? And I said, yes. Why are you calling me and asking me that? So he proceeded to tell me that there was a homicide. And he told the sheriff's department they had the wrong person or place, but the car had registered back to his car lot because we hadn't completed, you know, the transaction of purchasing the car. So to kind of raise a little red flag. Mm -hmm. And then I realized, okay, she's not home. She's not calling me back. It's going to her voicemail, you know, hmm, something is not right. So I took it upon myself to call the sheriff department 
explained to them what I had saw and who I was. And the lady said, okay, hold on. And I remember being at the corner of Eras Landry and Bertrand in the turning lane. And the lady calls me, well, she comes back from me being on hold and she said, are you at home? And I said, no, ma'am, I'm not. And she said, someone's gonna come over to talk to you. And at that moment, I knew that what I was watching was about her. Wow. Yes, and I said, please give me about five minutes. I said, because I'm driving and I'm getting so weak, I said, I just need to get home. I never tried calling her after that. I just waited. And I sat outside, maybe 10, 15 minutes. And when I saw the sheriff department pull up and every day, like I do every time I sit outside, I saw these two detectives coming up the sidewalk and I knew it was her. Wow. I, I knew, I knew it was it, just a mother's intuition because I mean, after calling her so many times, well, she knew I was getting a little, you know, fueled up about it because she would be late. Right. But it just told me, it, I put it all together and they looked at me and their faces and I said, it's, it's her, it's her. And they still, they, you know, they didn't want to. And of course that's a hard thing to do, but I knew it was her. We're gonna get back to that moment. What I want to explain is what I referred to earlier when I introduced you and the story behind Ashley Guilt by Association. Yes. Ashley had a budding career in modeling. Yes. We, we all saw her pictures. We yes. all knew where she was going, such a beautiful young lady. I had the privilege of actually meeting her on several occasions. I've known you for some time yes. here in Lafayette. We're friends. Yes. Uh, and, and we're in the community together. Right but I'd only recently met Ashley, and what a bright spot. Um, but she was dating someone who, by all accounts, Ashley's a good judge of character, right. had some issues right. that she obviously thought that she could work through yes. with him. Tell us about that. Ashley always gave people the benefit of the doubt. She would say, Mom, I know that's not, you know, you don't like him. And I had to explain to her, it's not that I don't like him because that's, you know, mm -hmm. that's a hard word. Right. I said, but I want you to have and be better. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people are going to be in your company because they want to ride on your tailcoat mm -hmm. to make it up. Mm -hmm. And you can't take everyone with you where you're going. And she understood that, but still, I mean, she did like him. The relationship mm -hmm. was fairly new. Right. Maybe going into the third month. Wow. But I had gone there two months prior and I had a conversation with him. I went to her apartment. I was working out of town then. And I just, I said, this is just too heavy on my heart. So I went over there and I talked with him. And my last words to him was, I hope my daughter does not get hurt or killed behind you. And that was exactly two months. Before. Before. Mother's intuition. Yes. Mother's intuition. It's a real thing. Yes. So fast forwarding those two months, let's talk about 
what the officer shared with you, what you learned about what happened to her. And then we're going to move forward because okay. I know that you are doing this, Carla, because as you told me, it's, it's to help others. Yes. We see so much senseless yes. killing yes. these days. And I, I can feel from you that 2016 is a year on the calendar, but that year never left you. No, and it, honestly, it never will. Um, you relive the day. It was five years in June, but it seems like five seconds always. You know, it, you just have that hope, that little bit of hope that, oh, that's her. You know, that's her cutting across the yard. You know, yeah. you knew it was her. She, her muffler wasn't on her car and she loved the way it sounded. Why? <laughs> I don't know. But, and I knew it was her. Mm -hmm. And to hear a key in my door maybe. tingling, oh, just maybe, you know, and I know, but just maybe that that's her, you know, and, and it's not her walking in. So you to the point, you know what, I'm going to change my door. You know, I'm going to change the keys because it, it's the too sound. much. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like you have to retrain your thoughts. And just like you're born, you have a newborn, you have to get accustomed to the baby being in your life. Mm -hmm. Well, you have to be accustomed to not having your baby in your life. And that's harder than, a, you know, getting accustomed to someone who has just come into this world. So it changes your life and it changes it forever. So unfortunately, on that evening in 2016, she and Brooklyn, Ashley and Brooklyn, uh, met their fate. Yes. Through people he knew. Yes, yes, yes. And Ashley was murdered? She yes. was shot? Yes. Is what I understand. She was, she was shot and she was murdered. And well, she was shot and then they did set her car on fire. And she was inside? And she was inside. At first, I did not know, but later on, well, let me just say a part of last year, mm -hmm. I found out um, she uh, had inhaled and she had some remnants in her lungs. So it's possible, but it's not proven that she may still have been alive before she was burned. And I had not known that before. before. Right. And so these are the sort of things that you're, not things, but information you're having to deal with as the, as the uh, legal process continues because these, the uh, suspects have not been sentenced just No, yet. no, they have not. They have not. Um, hopefully that is coming soon. Um, but to have to relive and hear what they say, it's, it's challenging as a mother because you feel that you are always there to protect your babies. What could I have done? You know, that's, that's what I struggle with. Was she crying out for me? You know, that, that's the worst part. I know she's in a better place, but I would prefer to have her here, paralyzed, burned, but she would still, she would still be here. You know, then to just have those memories, but I have such good memories of her and that's what keeps me going. Carla, we're going to take a short break. Okay. When we come back, we are going to talk about how you made it through to this point. I know the community <laughs> and your family has been a big part of that. Yes. And I want to hear more about your plans to help people who sure. are suffering such heartbreak yes. as you have. Yes. We'll, take, we'll be right back.
At Go Auto, we know car insurance can be expensive, but it doesn't have to be. Go Auto helps you save more money on car insurance. Call 888-566-5505 to get your free quote. So how do we do it? Well, that's easy. We have no commission agents, no expensive add-ons, low down payments. You can customize your payment plan and you choose your payment date. We've lowered rates in your area. So call 888-566-5505. Go online at GoAutoInsurance.com. Come by or you can download our app to get your free quote and start saving today. Welcome back, everyone. We are speaking with Carla Dean. She is the mother of Ashley Metz, a Lafayette native and an upcoming model on the world stage, to be honest with you. And you can Google her and you can see her pictures. Uh, In 2016, Carla's family suffered something that no one should have to or would want to. Uh, Ashley was murdered brutally um, along with her boyfriend, Brooklyn Hill, in 2016. Of course, her, the suspects, the perpetrators um, are being brought to justice, yes. but you are having to live through the court proceedings with um, the sentencing phase still not quite done yet expected. Right. Sometime in the fall? Um, late fall or early part of next year. We definitely should be wrapping things up. We're to that point. Carla, uh, telling us in the first part of this podcast that she actually found out about her daughter's death. She uh, saw it on the news. You saw right. it here on TV 10. And while there were no names released, You've been trying to contact her that day. Right. And was unsuccessful. Yes. So we are now talking about, and just giving you guys a little background in case you missed that part, Carla is now going to tell us how she's made it through this nightmare, this tragedy. Um, It took me a while, honestly, to, um, and and Ashley is is not my baby, to really understand and absorb that and accept it. How are you now? I'm living. I can tell you that you can't prepare how you're gonna live. You just take it one day at a time. And really it's by the second because I can be so, oh, I'm gonna have a good day and, you know, in a blink of an eye, a blink of an eye, oh, I could just, I'm gonna stay home. And that's not my personality and you know that. That's right. Um, But I know that's not how she would want me to be. I've always been considered as the strong sister you know, in the family, the baby, but the strongest one. And I I really think now that's a gift because I often question, how am I making it? You know, day by day, of course, I keep God first. That is really who is keeping me going. But I have moments when I break down and the breakdown is so bad, but it just makes me stronger every time I come up. And there's no right or wrong when it comes to the grieving process. I think, as you just so poignantly said, it's most important to keep going, to take each day as it is. And so when you have those days where you are very emotional about it, you you, you let that emotion come through and then you move forward to the next day. Yes, because you can feel it building up. And I mean, it could be something so simple like a song, a commercial, you know, anything. Sense, like a yeah. smell. Something can remind right. you. Right, exactly. You know. And once you go to that breaking point, you ju- you come back and you, you're stronger until the next breakdown. You know, that's just until how it is. But, it, but it's normal. Mm-hmm. But it's life. Yeah. And, you know, and one thing I can say, the worst thing you can do is block it in your mind. I love talking about it because I know there is someone else that I can help. I hope I can. There's plenty of people, several people have reached out to me and I hope they continue. 
maybe they can pull some strength mm -hmm. off of me and, to help and, them going. And give you strength as well. Yes, yes, yes. So we're seeing a lot of violence in our community and, and a lot of people are saying, you know, it's just increasing. I think what has happened um, because of technology and over the last 10, 20 years is our ability now to have access right. to the information. Um, what would you like for our viewers to know, um, as you just said, it's bringing it forward and, and talking about it. What is your mission now? Because I know that you said that you want to help yes. other families who are going through the same. Communication is a plus. And communication with families, parents, whether they're single parents or they have both parents in the household, you have to have some type of communication with your kids so that if there are problems or issues, they should be able to open up to you. I have done that since my girls were babies. And I mean, they didn't come to me with everything, right. but they knew how I felt about certain things. And I was their friend, but I was always their mother. So that makes a difference. And parents cannot be afraid to tell their kids the right thing. Don't let them believe or accept that the wrong is okay. You know, you have to keep that Hold them accountable. Yes, yes. And you tell them, if you get in trouble, that's on you. This <laughs> yeah, is what's going to yeah, happen. Right. You cannot pacify wrong. You cannot do that. And if they do decide they want to take that path, then that's fine. But you are the person that's going to have to suffer those consequences. So I think it starts with the parenting. I think a lot of parents are being too lenient on their kids. Like for us, we're old school, mm -hmm. you know. Oh, yeah. um, and it's one thing I can say, she was a young lady, she, but she was so afraid of me. And I've met several people and she would say, but don't tell my don't mama. mama. <laughs> <laughs> you yes. know, and with these young kids now, you don't hear that. Mm -hmm. And these young kids today, I mean, it's horrible. And when you think about it, all this stuff is so senseless. They're trying to be leaders mm -hmm. instead of followers, but the people that they're following are not gonna be there for them when they get in trouble. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not. It, absolutely, and it is also that loss of, uh, of uh, just life and, and respecting life. Yes. Um, it, it goes from zero to 100 in seconds where there's no thought process, there's no logic, they're not thinking right. about the permanent right. effects right. of their right. actions. I've reached out to several young ladies that, you know, they do reach out to me mm -hmm. and I always tell them, you have to love yourself first. Self-love is the best love. You can't let no one control or tell you what to do, especially if you know it's wrong. You know, with Ashley's case, she knew, but oh, mom, give him the benefit. And yes, she did like him. But Darla, years ago, we had boyfriends that our parents didn't, you know, Yes, and approve that one time was the only time. Or that, that look. Saw, right, the look, <laughs> yes, the eyes. You know, mm -hmm. but the generation has changed. Their thoughts, their thinking process is not the same. And we can only do so much, but they Absolutely. have to make the effort to want to change for the better and before it's too late. Absolutely. Because it's it's like a, they're killing each other like they're buying a new pair of shoes. Right. <laughs> you know, like that's the thing to do.
-hmm. When years ago, the guys used to fight and they would fight till they got tired and then they would stop, right. you know, right. and they may have had a tooth missing, you <laughs> know, or a black eye, but they were still alive. That's right. Once you pull that trigger or do whatever, you cannot change that. You, you can't. There's nothing you can do. But if you do it, own up to it. You have to own up to it. Once you make that decision, you have to own up to it. But the parents have to be aware of what their kids are doing. You have to. And some of them just overlook it. It happens every day. Every single day. But you have to be the mother or father that you are. And you have to remind these kids, I am your mother. You know, you, you may not want to, but then look what happens. You know, mm -hmm. so... It has to change. Step up. Right, right. Carla, you have such a big voice, and, and I'm not just referring to here. I'm speaking, speaking of your, your spirit, of, of you sharing this heartache time and again so that the message, you can drive your message home. Yes. And, um, and when I say big voice, uh, many of you who are listening to Carla are, are watching, um, you know that she is a local DJ. Yes. Um, and so let's talk about your career how uh, what has happened to you has impacted you in that aspect um, because you certainly have a platform yes. to, to express. Yes, so. um, decided I wanted to start DJing and in three months it made a complete 360. I always had the personality to go with the music. I just decided later in my life mm -hmm. that I would do it. And I mean, currently I'm working for a radio station and it's amazing because I meet people in the store and I start talking and they go, wait a wait minute. minute. I know that voice. Yes. <laughs> you know, and it's so funny. And well, can I take a picture in this? And I am the only person, so to speak, that my best friend tells me is that I'm the only person that does not know who I really am. And it makes sense because I just want to enjoy life. I always did. But even more now. Mm -hmm. because she's been gone. So you have to look, overlook all the little simple things because that's what they are. Mm -hmm. I've recently been, and uh, I'm now with GCE Presents. Uh, I have recently become the personal assistant for the promoter, and I'm going to do some traveling, not right now, mm -hmm. because I'm still not accustomed to getting off the ground. <laughs> that means she doesn't fly, y'all. Right. <laughs> so I have to get to the point where I keep saying, y'all don't hear those wheels? What is that noise? And really, it's just the wheels going up. Yeah. Um, but it's an experience, and I've been honored. Let's tell our, our listeners who GC is, because this is major. Yes. GCE is Eddie Floyd, and he is from Lafayette, Louisiana. He's been here all his life, but he did move away after he graduated from high school. Mm -hmm. And he has brought concerts to Lafayette for years. And we're talking major. Yes. Stars. We're not yes. talking. No. So you just did. We just didn't know that it was him. <laughs> so, of course, I worked for the radio station. And when mm -hmm. I found out about the concerts before the pandemic, well, let me, you know, reach out and see if he want to do some advertisement, you know. Mm -hmm. And then they give me his phone number and we start talking and he goes, is this Carla from Holy Rosary? <laughs> and I said, Eddie, is that you? <laughs> you know, and it's amazing because he graduated two years from Holy Rosary before, before I did. Before you did. Unbelievable. So you yes. guys have a concert. I'm excited about it. And I know the tickets went on sale today. Yes. You've got genuine. You have. Yes. Uh, I, look, I've forgotten all the stars. It's the first concert is October 23rd, and it's Raheem Devon mm -hmm. and Leila James. 
Yes. So I don't want to give y'all too much, but it's three concerts all at one time. John B. is coming, Genuine, yeah. Chrisette Michelle. Chrisette, yeah. Yes. And all tickets went on sale today for all three concerts. Wow. Yes. This is so exciting. It is. And the amazing thing is they all have a live band. Oh, gosh. You see, you just can't beat live music. No. And, and you know, we're going to probably wrap things up here, Carl. Of course, okay. you said tickets went on sale today. Ticketmaster, Ticket, the Hyman Center. Ticketmaster. Make sure it's Ticketmaster and the Hyman Center. Okay. Yes. Awesome sauce. And, and you know, I, I, I want to say congratulations Thank to you, you. Um, on uh, your career um, development and your career moves that that's happening for you I want to thank you for being thank such you. an inspiration to everyone yes. a reminder for those of us who take things for granted and also for people who are hurting because so many yes. are with all of the shootings right I mean I'm right here every day yes unfortunately having to report right. them right um, I want to thank you for your strength and You're your sunshine welcome. And I also want to say before I do leave, sure. Darla, if there's anyone out there that would like to reach out to me, mm -hmm. I am on Facebook. Any little words of encouragement that I can give, I will one day in my free time that I'm running out <laughs> of. Um, I'd just like to just have a, a meeting or just to sit down and talk with moms who have gone through. And that's, you know what, what I was going to actually through. invite the same, um, to let us know, Carla, uh, how we can help you promote that. We, too, have a Facebook page, of okay. course, and, and uh, we invite our viewers to log on to our page. They can visit, they can post, um, anything that helps move the uh, community right, forward, right. especially when we're seeing such trying times. It's not just the violence. We're no, dealing with the pandemic no. and everything else. Right. But the yes. violence, as you said, has got to stop. Yes. And, and even if the kids are still alive or have not passed away, sometimes moms need encouragement and dads can come as well yes. just to get that little community. push. Right. Just to know it's OK. But I want it to be something very comfortable, kind of like a pajama night, you know, <laughs> right. where we can feel comfortable because some people you have to pull it out of them. Mm -hmm. And again, I said the worst thing you can do is not talk about it. That's right. Which yes. is nothing. Right. The worst thing you can do is That's nothing. right. That's right. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. I've enjoyed it. And we appreciate you for coming Thank by. You again. And sharing so much with us. Thank you. Anytime. All right. You've been listening to Acadiana, uh, 10 Talks Acadiana, rather, uh, Caliph Wise podcast. And, of course, you can get our podcast wherever you listen to them. And we invite you to continue tuning in because we have some wonderful folks like Carla stopping by to share so much with us. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. 10 Talks Acadiana. Subscribe wherever podcasts are downloaded. A Star Media production.